0: We just sang the words of Psalm 75, and so I'd invite you to turn to that passage as we look at that together tonight as our text, Psalm 75. We're in taking up this psalm to the choir master according to Do Not Destroy, a psalm of Asaph. What we're brought before is a psalm, and you're like, well... Pastor, all the psalms are songs. It's the songbook of the scriptures, and yet here comes special emphasis and a reminder of the fact that this is something that we not only know or recite, but but is that which we sing into the context in which we're found. And here is then that statement of our security, of the blessing that is ours as God's people together. That which should be on our lips as we sing out to the world of our security, the song of the secure. And so let's hear these words together. We give special attention to the reading of God's holy word, because it is that, his inspired and errant word, the best thing that he has prepared before time began for you to hear this evening. We give, give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks, for your name is near. We recount your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters and all its inhabitants it is I who keeps steady its pillars. I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high or speak with haughty neck. For not from the east or from the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine well mixed. And he pours out from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Children of God, called to be saints, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. They're the words that we began our service with this evening. God is our fortress. He is our high tower. He is our rock, our refuge and redeemer. And with these and any number of different words in the scriptures, we find words for our comfort and for our security. But I would challenge you tonight that oftentimes those words are found on our lips when things are going well for us. And even in those times when things are not going well for another, then they are very quick to our lips and we speak these things. Well, it's the will of the Lord or God is sovereign or He is a refuge. We're very quick that way. But but when those struggles come for us, when we're dealing with those struggles disappointments those heartaches those persecutions they're not always so quick and in these days it would seem anytime we turn on the radio or turn on the tv or look at news on the internet there are any number of things that start to challenge those affirmations for us in days of abounding political struggle of the advocacy of sexual brokenness, of the promotion of limitless abortion, of the indoctrination of children in blatant sin, of continuing racial conflict, economic woe, fracturing communities. It's like every structure is crumbling and shaking all around us. Can we say we know true security then? Are we able to speak that God is refuge? that he's fortress, that he's deliverer, that he's comfort. But I want to challenge you even further. Can we say that we know such true security when even our first response to seeming chaos or struggle or difficulty, for even that which comes upon us as churchmen and churchwomen, is what's going on? Or advance it a step. God, what are you doing? And we would be foolish and liars to say that that never crosses our mind. God, how can you be glorified in all of these things? And shouldn't our response then rather be, I will trust and not be afraid? Should it not be any of those terms that we say when we're good and we give off like cookies to everyone else when they're having a hard time and we're doing well, but... But in the tension of our day, is that security really operating? And that really becomes the power that so many psalms, in bringing us before that kind of questioning, they always resolve in trust. They resolve in confidence. When everything seems broken, brothers and sisters, we need to be brought again and again and again to the truth. Alec Motir in his commentary on these verses, writes, quote, At the center of our trouble, danger, loss, sorrow, when hostile forces are on top, rampant and triumphalist, our course is to be reminded about what we believe about our God, end quote. And so what do you believe about him? Not what can you just hand off when things are good. What do you really believe about him? What do you believe about your trust and your hope and your comfort? Is God worthy of all of our praise for the ways in which he's drawn near to save us? We would say, of course he is. Then that has to be constantly operating. And so in Psalm 75, the psalmist is coming before that God who is worthy of that praise. Coming with a song. A response made even to the tune of acknowledgement. He will not destroy us. No matter what is waging around us, we will not be destroyed. And so that trust allows us to respond in those moments where we're shaken by circumstance or doubt. To sing out our security in him. And so we study this psalm tonight under this theme. In the shaking of circumstances all around us, God's people must hold on to and sing out with the song of the secure. God's people must hold on to and sing out the song of the secure. And it's a song then that brings before us two things. It reveals that we are to be secure in our recounting in verses 1 to 5, and then secure in our declaring in verses 6 through 10. And you're like, well, what does it mean to recount? And children, when we say that word, recounting is a two-part thing. Recounting is remembering, and so we see that shared beginning of the word, so it's to remember what's taken, in the pl- past, taken place in the past, but to count it is now to speak it, to make it known, to count all of those blessings but also to tell others about them. And so it's the wonder of the song because the psalmist is remembering what God has done for him. In fact, we would say, arguably, that the best songs written today, over all times, are those who are able to plug in most effectively to their past experiences. And this psalm is no different. And yet, that is what each of us in Christ, need to be able to sing into our current context to recount who God is and what he has done and what he's promised to do. And so the first thing this song does is remember, to remember what we've been made for and whom we serve. Verse one, we give thanks to you, O God, what you've been made for and who it's directed you see what if that was our initial response what christians spoke first when they considered what's going on in the world but too often in narthexes or in the cars as we are addicted to conservative talk radio what happens we get ramped up in the problem look at all that is wrong with the world look at what's going on but what's the problem in those ways We never resolve it in trust. You're never given an answer on talk radio unless you're going to listen the next day, but it never comes then either. What we need is Christ. What we need is the remembrance of who our God is, what he's done, what he is doing, and what he will do. That's what we recount together. And in that way, thanksgiving should flow immediately from us that this song commits itself to that praise first remember his blessings and the greatest of those blessings here is one that we wouldn't think of often we give thanks for your name is near and you're like what like at least the other psalms give us rock fortress high tower like that's the stuff you've given us a name That name is super important, is it not? Every time we stand here and parents bring a child and that name is placed on that head, is it not important? That here we are named by God and His name then reveals what to us? It reveals His character, His person, and His work. And what the psalmist is saying is that name hasn't been removed from us. God hasn't stopped being who he promises to be. Not once, not ever. And that name today, brothers and sisters, is still among us and still with us. In fact, Christ promises, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. Our God. Always the faithful covenant-keeping God. Always faithful to His promises. Always steadfast to His purposes. Always accomplishing His will. Always keeping His Word. That is a song we need to sing. That's what the world needs to hear us singing. That as we recount our comfort and hope in His names, as we, as the psalmist now continues, we recount your wondrous deeds We sing that before the world. That we praise this God who is to be exalted for every awe inspiring thing He has done, for every work of creation that resounds to His praise, for every work of salvation and deliverance that resounds with His glory. That praise, that giving thanks, in our recounting, in our singing, is giving testimony. Our God is always sovereignly working His plan, even when we don't understand it. Because that reality is still real. We don't always see everything going on and say, oh, that's exactly why it's happening. In fact, there there are lots of times where we look at the circumstances of our day and still cry out, Mary the Lord Jesus, come quickly. Because we don't get it. And yet we can have trust. We can have comfort and hope. He will act in his time and in his will and in his way. And that's why this recounting of our security makes plain that he is faithful to save, but also gives us confidence and a word to speak to the world that he will be faithful to judge as well. Verse 2, at the set time that I appoint... I will judge with equity. God will bless, but he will also judge. He will bring judgment in his time. And it's here sometimes, brothers and sisters, where we get a bit too giddy when we hear the song. As though, man, I can't wait for God to judge people. Do you know what that means? that I understand the hardship that it is of, of the enemy and how he attacks us and of those who are his. But to say that, this is eternal condemnation. Separation from the goodness and blessing of God. That even this life and all of its brokenness is the best that it will ever be for them. And you're saying, I can't wait until it's worse. No. We take confidence that he is judge. We know that his righteousness will be upheld. But what else do we know? If he hasn't come back yet, we know he is tarrying judgment in the now as he calls men and women and boys and girls to repentance in Jesus Christ. And that is why our song sings. We don't sing, hey world, ha ha, God's going to come to judge you, can't wait. No, this judgment is coming. And you need Jesus. This judgment is coming, and the only way of deliverance is our Savior. And that's why that song must ring out in our recounting of the reality of God's call, of His holiness, and of the power of the gospel. As we fully trust and fully recount what He's worked in that way, hear this, in us. That this has to be our testimony. To that coworker at work where you're like, he is so hardened, I don't know if he could ever be changed. The grace of God can change that. A person at school who gives you trouble every day, God can change that. That those that you might look at and say, there is no way God can change that. Is that our hope and trust? Recount the words of Ecclesiastes 3.1. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. But brothers and sisters, that truth has been made known to you in Christ by the power of his Spirit. You know that answer. You know what God has done. And that kind of truth then allows us to be patient. To patiently endure suffering. To have our lives filled up with the sufferings of Christ. To be able to be patient and waiting on Him, knowing He will judge. That's not a doubt. But that He will also work grace. That He still calls sinners. That He's still building His church. And if we can be confident that He will work in His time, we can securely wait even in the midst of days that seem like instability and chaos. Because our covenant-keeping God is in control over all things and over all times. And don't think, well, I don't have much of a song to sing or that's drowned out. No, 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 no. This isn't a song in which we should sing really quietly as though we're embarrassed by it or, or we're not sure if others will receive No, 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 no. You sing this out. You belt this out. I'm not a good singer. I don't care. Joyful noise. You get it. You give yourself to it. That they would hear all the louder and the stronger that our God is sovereign, that he is upholding all things as by his mighty right hand. Each of you in Christ has security to recount. So sing it. Sing it out. Because, verse 3, "...when the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it is I who keeps steady its pillars." Your God is upholding all things. Keep that. You see, it's the interesting completion of the thought back in Psalm 11, 1-3, "...and the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart." If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? But this psalm resolves that. We know that the foundations aren't destroyed. We know that He is upholding all of them. So when the earth totters and mankind has no answers for what is going on, sing out your confidence. Our God is security for all times. He is the stability of our days. That if earthquakes, spiritual or real, shake this earth to its core. Stand firm and fixed on your refuge that is strong and sure. Because the song of the secure is the song of providence. In fact, that's what the psalm is laying before us. It's all about providence. And you're like, what is providence? I pray the good catechumens in the church know this. Providence is the almighty and ever-present power of God by which God upholds, as with his hand, heaven and earth and all creatures, and so rules them, that leaf and blade, rain and drought, fruitful and lean years, food and drink, health and sickness, prosperity and poverty, and then that blessing. All things, in fact, come to us not by chance, but from his fatherly hand. You have security, and that security and sovereignly exercised providence should embolden you to two things trust and humility but i could add a third thing it must work in you then a need to sing that warning recount the warning that all must heed verse 4 i say to the boastful do not boast and to the wicked do not lift up your horn recount brothers and sisters his power not yours don't act like you're sure in yourself. You're giving false confidence to others. Place your confidence in Christ. Recount His mighty deeds. Recount His glory. Do that in the security that is yours. That we would respond together even in the words of Psalm 34, 1-3. to 3, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Let us, brothers and sisters, sing to this world a recounting of our security in a sovereign God and in a Savior Jesus Christ who is coming again with glory to judge the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And so be bold to respond to the uncertainties in this world with a song recounting who your God is and what he's done and what he's promised. But don't just remember and speak. Let your singing then become a declaration of your security in him and that in the second place. Because the disconnect between the first part of this psalm and the second is really the problem with us. Because as we consider the psalm, we recognize that When the world is what's going on, too often we're busy singing our own takes and praises. That they're not hearing from us our security or where security is found or that it is only found in Jesus. And so we really need to sing that gospel not only to the world, but here. To each other. To speak the truth so we would be encouraged in it and then go out to the world around us. To declare here and sharpen that understanding of why we have comfort in life and in death. To drive each other to the only person in which such security can be found. And the song of the secure then needs to be our, our declaration, our affirmations, our, our confession of who our trust is and the fact that our Savior is the only way of comfort. And yet, we'll sing that only, hear it, only when we're securely holding on to what he's taught us, to what we've learned of him, and of being mindful continually of his faithfulness throughout our lives. And so we need a song that brings our perspective right back again, away from our troubles or our sorrows and all of these things, which are still real, which still need his work, but to lift them to him to the only one who is our security and if that sounds very familiar in one of the psalms you're right psalm 121 i lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth he will not let your foot be moved he who keeps you will not slumber behold he who watches israel neither slumbers nor sleeps the lord is your keeper The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. He will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. So we, here, we need to lift our eyes to Him. To the only one who can lift us up and grant us salvation. And so sing out that declaration, that people, that we need to stop looking to everything and anything else for stability and constancy. And that's the power of verse 6. For not from the east or from the west, and not from the wilderness, comes lifting up. Because the world is looking all over this earth for what? Status? Security? Calm and peace? If I have enough money in the bank, if I have enough stuff at home, if I have enough status and power, I'm going to be secure. I'm going to be safe. No. (laughs) No, you will not. We need to be lifted up. And we cannot look to anything or anyone else to do that but our God. Searching for security in any other way is useless and futile. But do you believe that? Again, we speak it. We say it. But is that really our trust and belief? And are we declaring that hope and security to each other and to the world? Is it known in how you live? Is it known in how you sing? Look to the Lord. Live for the Lord. Serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's the call of Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise those servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And then in verse 3, From the rising of the sun to the east, to its setting in the west, the name of the Lord shall be praised. You don't have to look to the west or to the east. You look to the Lord. He is coming. He is here. His name is with us. The Lord is high above all the nations and His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, the princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. What a declaration. He is strong and able to save. He is strong and able to bring about salvation. And the power of that truth in our declaration is what? Verse 7, It is God who executes judgment putting down one and lifting up another. So not only are we declaring God is sovereign, but he's the hope that we sing. In fact, he's the hope of all who call out to him in faith. And you're like, well, what's the big deal about those words? Well, certainly they're the truth of the word of God. But they're words found in the prayer of Hannah In 1 Samuel 2, 7 and 8, the Lord makes the poor and makes rich. He brings low and He exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy up from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and on them He has set the world. And you're like, well, that's a nice parallel, but it gets better. Because they are the words found in the prayer of Mary as she anticipates the birth of Messiah. Luke 1, 51-53. He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich He has sent away empty. That in the words of the psalm is making clear, our God alone is able to work salvation and great reversal. Now think about that. That to one who is struggling in poverty and seeking help, the Lord will provide. And the one who is in his pride, he will be humbled so that in Christ he could be exalted. That's what we sing. Because if we look for deliverance or security in anyone other than the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we can't have that deliverance. That reversal isn't found, but only a promise of judgment. That is why it is so important, vitally important, that the world hear our song of security. And if it hasn't been clear to now, it is made clear in verse 8. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine well mixed, and he pours out from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. That language speaks of a cup that is ready. It has been properly aerated. It has been properly mixed. It is the most delicious wine, at least in terms of that way, except of what that wine is all about in the cup in the hand of the Lord. Because that cup is the cup of the Lord's judgment. It speaks to the fact that it is ready. That it will be poured out soon. That those separated from God will taste it. They will drink all of it. They will drain it to the very last drop in the promise of Jeremiah 25. Thus the Lord, the God of Israel, said to me, take from my hand this cup of the wine of wrath and make all the nations to whom I send you drink it. And if they refuse to accept the cup from your hand to drink, then you shall say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, you must drink. There's no other way. There's no other answer. There's no other hope given. Either it's the Sovereign Lord and His Son, Jesus Christ, or you have no hope and you have no comfort. God's judgment will fall on those remaining in sin and rebellion. Do not leave this place unconvinced of that reality. It's sure to be. If you have given yourself only fully to yourself and to your sin, there will be judgment. You have no security... For this life, for the life to come. That even in the great promises and that name that is near you, if they are not embraced in faith, you have no hope. We need to sing out the gospel to that and to them. That has to be on our lips. That in repentance and in faith, they may come to Jesus Christ and drink deeply, not of a cup of wrath but of the living wells of salvation with the clear and pure water of life, that which is Christ. He is all our righteousness. He and He alone are all of our salvation and hope and trust. And for those of you who are found in Him not having a righteousness of your own, sing that Verse 9, I will declare it forever because it's my only hope and it's my only confidence that my God's never-ending glory needs to be declared so I will sing it and I will live it all my days and forevermore. Bring Him all glory for the security that is yours. That in everything you do, and everything you say, that glory would be known. Resolutely bear witness to Him. His steadfast love, His power, and His wisdom. As you sing praises to the God of Jacob. That you praise a God whose covenant promises are fixed and firm and sure. But in the psalmist taking up the name of Jacob, The importance there is the name. I know him personally. I have come to Jacob and worked great salvation to and a great reversal in him to embrace that which I have given. What a blessing. This God, all-powerful and all-sovereign, willingly enters into relationship with us. And not just as a Lord to His servants, but as a Father to His sons and daughters. This is the one that we glorify. This is the God we sing out to, a God of hope and salvation that we can be sure of. Which means we can declare our hope for the future. Verse 10. All the horns of the wicked, I, God, I will cut off. He will do it. We have no reason to doubt it is sure to be. But the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. He will lift us up by the power of his strength, by our Savior and his Spirit. We will be exalted. And in declaring that, we declare we can wait. We can securely wait for it and declare it because that promise is sure. Is that how you're waiting upon Him? Are you waiting in that security declaring your only comfort and hope? Because even in each of our individual brokenness and struggles of the day, or looking around the world and its brokenness and hurts, we can continue to declare that even in the faith that he provides. It's the beauty of answer 52 in our catechism. In all distress and persecution, with uplifted head, I can confidently await the very judge who has already offered himself to the judgment of God in my place and remove the whole curse from me. Christ will cast all his enemies and mine into each everlasting condemnation, but will take me and all his chosen ones to himself in the joy and glory of heaven. And so when you sing your hope, when you make that declaration, give testimony to that help of the Lord, because this truth in this psalm is a help to us, Because how does the knowledge of God's creation and providence help us? We can be patient in adversity and thankful in prosperity. And for the future, we can have good confidence in our faithful God and Father that no creature will separate us from His love. For all creatures are so completely in His hand that without His will, they can neither move nor be moved. Congregation, sing out that security. Declare that source of hope. Recount what he's done for you. Remember it and proclaim it. Declare your continuing trust in it by his grace. Turn your eyes to him. If you've been tempted to turn away, turn your eyes upon Jesus Firmly stand in Him and what He has promised to do for you and what He has done for you because He emptied Himself for you and was sacrificed for you and has been exalted for you that you would be in that last day exalted in Him. So declare in the song of the secure that Jesus Christ is your Lord to the glory of God the Father in your fullness of hope in him amen our lord and heavenly father we give you thanks for the truth of your word the truth of our confessions and father we pray that that isn't just lip service or handy things that we can write and hand off to someone else who's hurting or struggling but that father this would be our active recounting our active declaring our active song in everything we sing everything we do, everything we live, that all of it would resound of our trust and hope in you and for the praise of your glorious grace given us in your beloved. And so, Lord, if we're struggling with that source of security, Father, lead us to an elder, to the pastor of this church, seeking the assurance that we need, that we long for. For those who are restless, lead them to understand that they will be restless until they find their rest in you. Father, lead sinners to repentance. Bring about those great reversals to your glory. And build your church that together we would sing in such a powerful unison and in the fullness, even then, of all of that harmony, of all of the ways beautiful that you continue to make known time and time again that you are God and we are not, that you are sovereign and that we are not. And so therefore, you are and you alone are our hope now and always. May this be our confidence. May this security operate in us. And so feed us with your word. Fill us with your spirit. That that song indeed would come out of us in all things. To the glory of your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.